So about four or five years ago, I was up in Dublin uh, visiting my sister and uh, my sister's children, my nieces and nephews. And um, the, my sister had an idea, Norma had an idea, that, we, that since the girls had so many teddies, that this, little, this big box of teddies that they had, which was overflowing, you know, so we've got limbs and appendages of all sorts of bears and <laughs> things hanging out the sides because there just isn't room inside for them all. They thought it would be a great idea to go through the box and to give away any teddies that they don't want to, I don't know how she phrased it, I don't know, poor children, probably something like that, right? Poor children. Okay, so, so we, I asked the girl, so girls, do you want to do that? So do you want to give away some of the teddies that you don't use to the poor children? And they said, yeah, I want to say, okay, okay, great. So over we went, over to the, to the chest, right? And Amy, the oldest one, uh, she was first. We opened the box, and then she went, uh, that one, and that one, and that one, and uh, that one. And then I noticed something, it was a strange phenomenon, that Katie, the younger sister, she was taking all of these teddies that we were just putting out, and she was running around us and putting them back in. Right, so out and round and back in, out and round and back in. And I said, um, Katie, Katie, why are you putting the teddies back in? And she said, they are my teddies. <laughs> so Amy was very strategically going through the box, taking out Katie's teddies to give to the poor children. <laughs> and um, the reason I, I say this is... Uh, when we talk about the, the church, obviously the church is more than buildings, it's more than bricks and mortar, everyone knows that. Uh, that said, bricks and mortar, it's, it's, it's good to have worthy places where we can, where we can uh, adore God. But, I mean, if St. Peter's were to blow up tomorrow, the Catholic Church would still continue. I mean, uh, I'm not condoning terrorism, but I'm just saying, it's, uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, it is, it is a building. Um, what's, what's, there's more to the church than buildings, of course. Uh, importance and all is there. But this idea, this um, image that uh, we get from the prophet Ezekiel, right, the water flowing from the temple, and like any, uh, all rivers, most rivers, the further they flow from the temple, actually, the, the bigger they get. Other little tributaries and other little rivers flow into them, and then uh, by the time you get to the sea, they can be substantially larger than they were at their source. Interestingly, because you would imagine you know, the source should be the kind of the biggest thing, and then as you go through the land, you'd lose, you'd lose water, but it ends up rivers generally get, get, get bigger. And the, the way it's described is, is lovely. Wherever the river flows, all living creatures teeming in it will live. Fish will be very plentiful. For wherever the water goes, it brings health and life teems wherever the river flows. Along the river, on either bank will grow every kind of fruit tree with leaves that never wither, fruit that never fails, they'll bear fruit every month. Okay, so this is some... It's a pretty amazing scene, okay? So how, how, then, how then is it, where, where, does, this, where does all this come from? Uh, this, this life and this uh, power, if you will. Like, to, to, like this, I, I'm trying not to use the word energy or I'll be accused of being, of being new age, but it, 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 like it's, it, it flows from the church and then it, it just gives life to whatever it touches, it seems, you know? It's, it's a, a beautiful image. Now, that's the church, okay, obviously, and what's flowing from it, which gives life and heals is God's grace. So we keep these, you know, to keep these images very simple in a way, these metaphors, like, so that we don't get lost uh, in, in the, the beauty of the descriptions and forget the point. So 
the source, the source of all of this, poetically said, is the Lord's pierced heart. The source of all grace is the cross. So all grace flows to us from the cross. That's then entrusted to the church, and from the church, the church administers the sacraments. The church administers, or at least controls, if you will, sacramentals to make sure we're doing, we're doing the right thing with them. Uh, so then th these all become sources of grace. Now God can give grace as he wishes, how he wishes, as much as he wishes, it's his. But he does ask us to be part of this plan in giving or transmitting grace. Like when he calls priests to absolve sins, to, to make the Eucharist present, uh, to whatever, whatever it would be, to, to uh, in marriage then the, the, it's the couple themselves that actually marry each other. They ask God for that sacramental grace. They're asking God to, to glue them together. Um, confirmation, ordination, all, all these other sacraments that require a valid priestly ordination, five of them out of seven. But then there are so many other ways also in which we transmit grace, like inviting people to a prayer meeting, inviting people to mass uh, by living a good life and being an example to your faith. All of that transmits grace because if my ch if, if, if children don't see their parents practice, then they won't practice. If parents don't give good example, then the, the kids will generally go the, the, the wrong direction. Uh, if, on the other hand, they're given a good example as to how to live with Christ, that becomes a, you know, an, an openness to grace for them. Fantastic. So everyone, everyone is involved in sharing this grace. But I think that the, the difficulty for, for some of us is if I, I give something, if I give something away, then I may not have it anymore. I remember hearing this expression when I was a child. I never actually knew what it meant. You can't have your cake and eat it. Because I was like, well, here's my cake. I'm having my cake and I'm eating it. Of course I can have my cake and eat it. Well, what the expression means is you, you can't keep your cake and eat it. Understand? I'm not sure if that expression is actually understood today. It's like one of those things like a kettle of fish, which doesn't actually exist. The expression is a kettle of fish. But these things just become, you know, you can't have... What it means is you can't keep your cake in the fridge and, like, you know, save it for a rainy day and eat it. It's kind of one or the other. Either you eat it or you keep it, but you can't do both. So when it comes to giving things, there's always a danger that if I give of myself in the name of the Lord, that then I'm going to maybe lose out. So it might take time to follow the Lord, either like uh, in the evening. Might be tired, do I pray or do I watch Netflix? Um, on Sunday mornings, do I get up for mass or do I rest or watch a football match or something? There's always this kind of danger. If I give something to God, I mightn't actually get anything back. I might actually kind of lose. So I might, I might end up with less if I give something. And that's this image then, well, what came to me as I, as I was reading this is, is the, the image of a, of, of a heart. Right? The heart pumps out blood. Not great. Just pumps it, just gives and gives and gives, isn't it? No, it immediately has to take in or it's got nothing to pump. So it goes open, squeeze down, out, open, squeeze down, out. So in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out. So the water's constant the blood is constantly circulating. Right? It's like, yeah. That's how it works. If, it didn't, if blood didn't come in as, as quickly as it went out, I believe you'd have a heart attack and die. So, so the heart, the heart is, is a wonderful image for how we're all supposed to be in the church of what, we're, what, what we are supposed to be in the church. We're supposed to be the heart of the church. 
that's not taken away from the Lord because the source, the blood, the life-giving blood is his. But, but we pump it. We're the ones who bring it into the schools or the factories or politics or we're the ones who do the talking and, you know, that's not, again, taking anything from the Lord. Uh, he, he gives us the ability to do everything, but he does, he sends us out in his name. He doesn't send angels out in his name, go telling the angels to make disciples of all nations. No, he tells us. So again, this is never taking from the Lord. This is the Lord entrusting his power to, to, to us, giving, giving us a share in his ministry and mission. So uh, we're called to be that, like the heart of the church. So as soon as we give something, we must remember that, that we're supposed to not give ourselves, but give of ourselves. There's a subtle little difference. If, if I give myself, that means I'm giving me. So then when I talk to people, I'm giving Father Patrick. That's useless. Because <laughs> right? I can't help you. I can't save you. I'm supposed to give of myself. But what is this? What's in me that I can give? Well, it's supposed to be the Lord. So I give the faith. I give this relationship with the Lord. I give something that I've maybe seen and experienced and tasted and touched in some way in my own life. And that's what I'm supposed to give. That way, I'm giving God. So as soon as I give it, then that evening or from that morning, in, in comes the, 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 the replacement of that grace which is given away all through a regular prayer life. And then it's in and out and in and out. And I've had this experience on numerous occasions where in a homily, if a, a story comes to mind, I think, ooh, that's a good one. I'll save that one for tomorrow. You know, maybe I already had one. Maybe I had a story. I thought, well, one's enough. Like, I don't want to bore them. And then another story comes to mind. And if I save that one for tomorrow, it doesn't work. Whatever I'm given for that day is supposed to be given that day. It's like this kind of idea, the manna. You know, whatever the Lord gives me for that day, I'm supposed to give that day. And not be afraid, which does happen, me, be afraid that I have nothing, I have nothing to say tomorrow. I always, you, you probably don't, really, I probably don't give that impression. <laughs> but after every homily, I always think, that's it. I've said absolutely everything I know. I've nothing left. I've nothing left. Like. And then the next, I have to trust that the next day, the Lord will give me what I need the next day for that day. And then the next day for that day. And so it's in, out, in, out the whole time. And that's, it's a great way to live. It's a great way to live. It's a, it's a, it feels kind of risky. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, ultimately, it's, it's a great way to live. That then we become like this, this beating heart, this, this life of the church, not giving ourselves, giving of ourselves, but what we're giving doesn't come from us. It comes from the Lord. And that way it's replaced. As soon as, as, soon as we give it, it's, it's, it's replaced. Don't worry. We don't, have to be, we don't have to live in fear then that we'll be without, that we'll somehow lose if we give of ourselves. I think as, as we see the, the trajectory of the church at the moment, we, we can tell that, that more difficult times are coming. Uh, times of renewal as well, absolutely, but there will be more difficult times ahead. Um, there's going to be pressure to, to change a lot of the church's teachings in, our, in order to improve vocation numbers or in order to, to improve our situation, which obviously won't work, uh, but there will be a lot of pressure to do that. Um, there's going to be pressure on vocation numbers. There's going to be all sorts of uh, suggestions then as to, as to the way forward to make the faith more palatable and you know basically jettison all of our moral teachings, all those kind of things. It's already been said. It's just really boring uh, because it's so it's so it's so old. That's such old-fashioned ideas. Sorry, but like modernize the church by dumping church teaching. Should that's like go back to the church fathers, like second, third, fourth century, the church. That was their plan back then too. It's so old-fashioned and boring. My goodness. 
modern idea is my foot. <laughs> so, anyway. Anyway, um, sorry. So, so these aren't new ideas. These are not new ideas. Uh, so the way forward is always infidelity, because then, then we know that we're drawing from the Lord in order to give the Lord. Whereas if we start drawing from our committees and our wonderful ideas, then we're not drawing from him. So we be really, really, really careful that we draw from him in order to give him. And we are, yes, those, those, those canals, those vehicles, that, that pumping, that beating heart. That heart which receives and gives. And that's us. That, that's us, the heart of the church. What a gift. What a privilege. And if we do what we're supposed to do, then we'll see how, how our church, which is more than a, a group or club or association, it's a family. But we'll see how that family will bring life and health Life teams wherever this faith, this river flows, wherever this grace flows, along either bank, will grow every kind of fruit tree with leaves that never wither, fruit that never fails, that will bear fruit every month. Because this water comes from the sanctuary, the holy place where God dwells. So we ask the Lord that we can play our part in this great plan this great plan for the renewal of the church, this great plan that the, the source of grace in the church will always be recognized, prized, and that we'll never try to substitute that with us. We'll just be these vehicles for God's grace to the world, so in need of healing. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have they've blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a holy family mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood but also obviously we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well so we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to to uh, allow our mission to continue so thank you so much for your for your generosity and for your support and be assured of our prayers especially on wednesday when we offer our mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors so god bless you and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily god bless mm -hmm.